You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of the HR Mavericks podcast. I'm Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by Molly McGrath from the Denver area, who's a founder at Hiring and Empowering Solutions, LLC. Molly, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me, Garrett. You're looking forward to that 90 degree weather that's coming to Utah and Colorado here soon? I am. I am. I don't know about you, but we got a snowstorm last week and I am all weekend. It was snowing. I'm over it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Summer is just around the corner. I think we're all yes. looking forward to it. So, hey, we're super excited to have you on the show today. Before we jump into our topic, why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit more about you and what your company does? Absolutely. So uh, our company is hiring and empowering solutions, as Garrett had indicated. We've been a business since 2008. I've been doing uh, recruiting and consulting since 1997, by and large, in the legal space. I work with small, solo, mid-sized um, personal services firms, some financial advisors, and um, but by and large, law firms. And um, our, we have two sides of our practice. Uh, one is flat fee retained search recruiting, which I'm really proud of having versus a commission-based structure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you have worked with recruiters now, but the percentage is like 32% of annual salary in this insane market. Mm-hmm. So I'm really proud that we get to support entrepreneurs, small business owners, hiring managers, what have you, and not have to really gouge them with our fees, so to speak. And then the second side is we uh, have consulting. And for the most part, I'm really, really getting passionate, especially since this um, pandemic of creating. And I have an online program for coaching program for administrative assistance. In my experience, there's no shortage of training, resources, coaching, personal and professional development for entrepreneurs, C-suites, and um, some of your higher echelon positions. Positions, but there's really nothing out there for what I believe the most important position in any business, which is your administrative staff, the people that are answering your phones. And in my experience, our jobs as the salespeople and entrepreneurs is irrelevant unless the people answering your phones and on the front lines are doing an extraordinary job and we keep them consistently fueled with motivation, excitement, affirmations, all that good stuff that we'll get into today of really truly what employees are looking and how to keep them, especially in the same market. It's not about the money anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that, man, it's so interesting that that course for really administrative assistance, like you mentioned, I think, especially in small businesses, I know a lot of the small businesses who are probably listening, the people who take over a lot of HR responsibilities typically first are those administrative assistants, office managers, those people who are really like the front line for your business. And for a lot of small businesses, they're the HR person too, for a long time into the future. So that's an especially important role for most small businesses, right? It is because most business owners believe they'll call me and they'll say, Hey, listen, I need quote unquote, just a receptionist. I need just a 
legal admin assistant, like, whoa, 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 time out. Let's first and foremost, start with your mindset and let's just shift the language around that (laughs) because this is no longer a $15 an hour position that you think you can continually turn and burn. You know, this is the most important investment, I believe that you need to make first and foremost in your organizational chart. Yeah. So, so interesting, the change that we've seen. So, well, I'm excited to get into our topic today and I know we'll be able to talk about some more of this um, and the course that you developed and everything else as we get into this. But, you know, as you and I discuss, what do we talk about on the episode today? You kind of propose this idea really that's kind of focused around employee retention. You kind of hinted at this a little bit, but it's really hard to keep high-performing teams in the really competitive, insane market today, especially if you're a business who has that mindset, maybe like you just mentioned of, you know, just a receptionist for $15 an hour or just someone working in, you know, the the shop or the storefront or whatever it is that you're doing, right? And yeah. so I know through a lot of your work, you talk about this mindset of leaders leading leaders and how it's important for businesses to develop a leading leaders, leading leaders mindset. So what does that really mean? Just to start off, tell us a little bit more about that and how does it, you know, also relate to employee retention? Yeah, great question. And this is my favorite part because this is where it all starts in regards to whether you're hiring and adding to your team and growing, or if you're trying, you now are going to have awareness of what it takes for us as business owners and leaders to retain our existing workforce. So, from my perspective, a leader leading leaders, and I wrote a book on this called Entrepreneurs in an Entrepreneur's World How to Get Your Employees to Step Up and Lead. And that's what I hear all the time. I just wish people cared as much as I did about fill in the blank calendar, cash flow clients, what have you. I just wish that people cared. You know, my employees cared as much as I do about the business. In my experience, you know, I've heard many people, Gary V and what have you say, they're not going to. So stop wishing for it. That's not my experience. Really, we all spend the majority of our waking hours at work, whether in a virtual building and or in a hybrid model or what have you, or a brick and mortar building. And we, even when we're not at work, we're on the kids' baseball field, soccer field, what have you, we're worrying about work. We're Mm -hmm. thinking about work. We're thinking about what we didn't accomplish today, what we need to accomplish tomorrow, what have you. And this is even for a C-level grade employee or an A-grade employee. They really, truly do care as much as you do. I get phone calls from employees every single day that will say to me, my employer or my boss is blowing off meetings. They don't meet deadlines. They're the bottleneck in the process. And the next words that come out of their mouth, I can't care more about the business than they do. That's when you know you have leaders leading leaders. My experience when you hire people and you hire them right, they don't, people don't need to be managed. You hire people that are self-governing, that come batteries included, that are leaders. And what this means, and this is the greatest retention tool, if you empower your team and start giving them permission with responsibility and authority to take things off your plate, to be able to drive whatever it is that you need them to drive within their job description, and then give them the freedom 
to make mistakes or to at least try it on and then come back to you with proposed solutions versus problems. And you really empower them. That is when you have leaders leading leaders. In my experience, business owners, hiring directors, managers, fill in the blank with whatever term resonates to you. We all say, I really wish somebody would take this off my plate. I wish I had somebody to delegate to. I can't trust my people, but the employees are saying they're a control freak. They will not give up control of anything. They won't give me the proper time and attention to show me how to do whatever it is that they want me to take off their plate and then give me consistent time to have open door time for me to go into them and say, all right, here's where I'm at. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. Here's what I think I should be doing. Tell me where I'm jammed up and truly allow you to be a leader, allow you to be a coach for your employees. That is what it means to be leaders leading leaders. In my opinion, and what I hear from employees all the time, the reason this framework doesn't exist in businesses, number one, and the reason that people leave is because business owners and leaders consistently say, I'm too busy I don't have time for dot, dot, dot. (laughs) And I remind people, especially when people call us for recruiting, like, listen, it's a tough market. If anyone's going to find them, I'll find them. My team will find them. But here's the deal. Tell me what you're doing with this person. Once we find this rock star and we hire them, what type of availability and capability do you have for them to coach them up? And that's what's why people leave. We have to remember we're hiring human beings first and foremost, human doings second. And when you say, I don't have time to train, that's typically the one that translates to, okay, great. If they come batteries included, you don't have to train them you still have to give them time. It's a relationship. You still have to develop them. I think as entrepreneurs and leaders, we forget the number one item in our job description. We own a business, we lead a business, we run a business is to pour into our people and to grow them up and to spend time with them because they're the greatest asset in the business. And we tend to resent that. Yeah, man, such great, great points. I love that concept. And I think it's so true. Like it's, it's in my experience too. When you hire really good people, you just kind of got to get out of their way and let them be great. Right. And, you know, it starts with trust and, and of course there's like a onboarding training period where they're kind of getting up to speed at your company. But, you know, after that point, you just have to be able to help and support and be available and then let them run, let them lead out on whatever they're doing. And that's been my experience too. And you can hire great people. That's what you can and should be doing. And that can and should exist at all levels too, right? Like it's not going back to what we were saying before. It's not just a receptionist. If you're hiring someone who's great in that role, like you should be across all of your roles, you got to be able to give them direction and get out of the way and let them run with it and pick up slack and do things that maybe you didn't even ask them to do, or, you know, wasn't in their initial job description. Right. 
Yes, yes. And that's the truest definition leader. When somebody comes up to you and they feel like they have that space and grace, they feel like they have that permission to come to you and say, hey, I was thinking, why are we doing it this way? Do you have any objection to me refining the process to, you know, cut down on the time, cut down the cost, cut down on the efficiency? And you want, if you don't have people coming to you, and we'll talk about this a little bit today, is that when I talk about our system for keeping high performers, even in a competitive market and a system for that, you know, you don't have a system or maybe a foundation or culture. People are kind of, in my opinion, over abusing that term culture, especially since the pandemic. And it's very confusing um, and diluted. Um, But when you don't have people coming to you with proposed solutions, with ideas, questioning and asking why like a five-year-old consistently because they're deeply curious and they're deeply invested in their position. That's when, you know, might be a really great opportunity to look at your framework. They are allowing for creating an environment that that really governs and harnesses a leaders leading leaders because that's why people are leaving. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. And I totally see how that relates to retention, right? When you're not getting that as an employee, when you don't feel like you're empowered and trusted to be able to lead out and take ownership, then you want to look for something else where you can do that, right? So I totally get that leaders leading leaders mindset is crucial foundation piece. But then I want to get into what you just talked about. You, you know, your system, you mentioned your company has a system for really keeping these high performers in a competitive market. So can you explain more about the different parts of that system and why it works? Absolutely. Um, I have, you know, I've been doing presentations, especially since the pandemic on um, a topic called why the employee review must die and um, how to really transform it. It is time for that. Just even the naming convention of it, a review. It's very heavy and weighted for the supervisor. And I'll just use that term, whether you're a manager, C-suite or what have you, because you're like, "Uh uh-oh, like, am am I going to have to give a raise? Why am I giving a raise? When's the last time they had a raise? Are they deserve a raise? There's all this heaviness with it. And then from the employee, just with the term review, which means you're either pass or fail. Mm-hmm. Your head's on the chopping block and you're either getting a raise because you've performed all the tricks, so to speak, and you check all the boxes or you're not and you're going to have to defend. It just feels so heavy and it very anxiety ridden in yeah. which, you know, the greatest definition I've ever heard of anxiety is that it's lack of all the root of all anxiety is lack of information, which a typically an employee review has everybody's walking in there all bunched up. So for me, the process that we've created is called an employee growth plan. And it is consistent and it's persistent and is clear, concise, and well-communicated on both sides of the table, the employer and the employee. And it really allows it to become a coaching conversation, a leadership conversation, a mentorship conversation. So our process is that right from the very day that whether you're hiring your next employee or your first employee, or you have a building of a hundred people, it doesn't matter. I would highly recommend our system is that everybody is on a quarterly employee growth plan. 
every person, including the business owner, which is led my team, my, my CEO, I, every quarter she's meeting with me and keeping me on track with my goals and roles and all that. And, and it's, I, I wouldn't, I can't operate without it. So the framework and the system that we have is one portion of it, which I love is the employee does a self-evaluation first and foremost, and I'm happy to share a process with anyone. Um, again, it's easier to edit than create, take what you like and revise the rest. And then they do that. And then they put time, they take the ownership of putting time on whoever's conducting this meeting with them and then allows for the um, employer or supervisor to also do an evaluation of the candidate or of the employee, whether it's brand new, they're in the onboarding or existing, and then you come together and it's on the calendar and is scheduled out for the entire year. And it is something in, when you look at the process, it is very much about what, from your perspective, employee, what's currently working in your role, you know, where do you feel like you're, you're, you're doing okay. Where do you feel like you're failing miserably? And where do you feel like you're rocking and rolling? What do you see as your top three goals for the next quarter? These are the essence of the conversation versus, and there is a little bit of a scaling system in there in regards to needs, improvement, satisfactory, what have you. And I do that from a visual perspective because most entrepreneurs are visual. The employee has their side, the employer has their side. And you can say very, very quickly, where you're not in alignment. You know, in my experience, most employees, if they're highly engaged in their leader, leading leader, nobody's going to be harder on them than they are on their self. If there's somebody who's in there for just the paycheck and they have employee entitlement mentality, they're going to think they're rocking and rolling everywhere and anywhere. And they're probably your worst performing employee. It's very clear where there is you either have somebody with employee mentality or you have somebody with entrepreneur mentality. It's very clear where there is a disconnect in perspective, first and foremost, from a growth mindset. So there you start with a really healthy conversation. And then you do this every single quarter. But here's the deal. Most people will do a review and then they'll put it on the shelf and then they see on the calendar, we have the next review and I'll use that term for for conversation purposes. And then they're like, oh boy, what did we talk about in my last one? Um, Am I going to get, am I making it? Am I not? What have you? So the goal is that Every week when you're doing your weekly team meeting, or I like to call it a stakeholders meeting because everybody has stake right down to the receptionist within and say shareholder, stakeholder. Mm-hmm. And so they have that in their bones, in their blood. And every week people are doing a real quick, like a level 10 traction meeting. And mm-hmm. they're saying very, very quickly of, okay, here's, here are my top three. Here is what I'm aiming for. So every week you're getting an update quickly, not having to do individual meetings with each person on where they're at and keeping it off the shelf and front and center. So that way, when you get back to the next um, quarterly employee growth plan, oh my goodness, it is just like, it's, it's ran like a strategic retreat. Yeah, no, this is awesome. I love it. So it's really changing that mindset of what these outdated performance reviews are to really focus on, you know, employee growth, right? So I I love that concept and I love the ability to be able to follow up on it quarterly in that meeting, but then also, you know, regularly in those 
those meetings that you might have with the, you know, it might be a one-on-one with the actual employee, or maybe, you know, a, a team meeting where people can talk about like their priorities. I guess my question on that piece is how often, um, is there feedback given that is more like personal versus, um, like personal attributes, getting better at communication as an example, or project management versus something that's directly relatable to their job. Cause what I've yeah. seen a lot of times is those team meetings are then focused, not necessarily on the personal level stuff. It's really focused on, you know, the jobs, the goals for the team for the quarter. Right. So how do you manage that in that regular check-in? Yeah, I love that question because in in my structure that I recommend is that there actually is a personal side of it within the team meeting as well. So let's use the example of communication, which is very rare that I see that that's not on there in regards to really sharpening the saw with your communication, or maybe your tonality is super, you know, put off putting to the team. I just had that this morning with two members, you know, good to great talks about it. Jim Collins, the health of every organization is based on your fist pounding conversations you're willing to have. So when the team member comes there, they'll say, okay, great. Here's one thing that I'm really, really working on right now is my communication with everybody. You know, I know I show up like a bull in a Chinese, you know, China shop, so to speak. They they take ownership and responsibility for it and put that as their front and center. Now, in, in the firms that I work with and the companies I work with, I'm a big believer in assessments. I use the Colby A index and I use the Strength Finder and I use the DIS, which in all essence are some of them Strength Finders personality tests. They might all have different mm-hmm. versions of Conan cognitive, all that jazz. But at the end of the day, they're all communication tools. They're hundred percent communication tools because a highly analytic is going to communicate way different than somebody who is very, very heavily driving on sales and marketing and relationships and um, emotions. So everybody being fully, wholly aware of who they are, how they'd like to give and receive information, but also who everybody else on the team is. So that is something, it might be personal, but I believe, you know, wherever you go, there you are. If it's personal, it's also professional. And so that, uh, you know, that's, they call it out. They name it. They're like, this is my top goal, guys. I'm working on my communication. I love it. I love it. It's so great. Yeah. We should be interjecting more of that into the team settings, right. And not pretend like it's not happening and only talking about it behind closed doors. Right. So great, great concept. So the next question I have for you just related to this topic is you, you touched on this briefly, but a lot of times people go into these performance reviews with the expectation of like wages and so, and, and, and raises is, is a raise attached to this. So how does that relate to this process and this topic and how often, you know, should a company be doing raises? Yeah. So again, I'll just speak what I know that works for me. 
again, always easier to edit than create, make it your own. But as far as like base salary rate uh, raises, it's very different. Some people, um, when they're coming in, they're saying, okay, great. I'm, I'm going to start you off here so I can get proof of concept for lack of a better term. Maybe we have to pour into you and train you on skills and knowledge and what have you. So when you immediately hire someone, make it very, very clear. In my experience, most people will get make it through that 90 day phase and then be very clear that they're going to get a salary increase. If, if they're coming in lower than the, what they wanted, you have to train them, pour into them, make a heavy investment in them, whatever it might be. But traditionally base salary once a year, the employee reviews that you're doing every quarter is very upfront and clear to the employee. This is not a raise. This is not about a raise. We're completely transforming this process. It is about personal and professional development. There's a whole essence of this. However, a lot of businesses that I work with, they do have quarterly goals where they get a bonus, if that's a term that resonates with you, or incentive-based compensation. A lot of the companies I work with, there's personal, and then there's also a team-centric, one of everyone that is attached to their quarterly strategic goals or rocks or whatever term mm -hmm. um, works within your framework. And so there, there are increments along the way, and studies have shown this over and over and over again, that if people have some kind of incentive-based compensation plan or bonus plan or what have you, that that is the greatest retention tool that you have versus when I interview people every single day, they're like, well, I'm not going to really leave now because my bone, I don't, we only get a bonus and it's discretionary at the end of the year. So that'll give them reason to leave. But hmm, if, it, if they have a clear, clear bonus, then they won't leave. I can't tell you my favorite, favorite thing is that when I send people an email and in this insane, tough market, here's the subject line. Recruiters are sharks. They're vicious in every single industry right now. They'll do everything to hop on a plane and go stand outside your employee's car if they have a if they have a visible Footprints, and I don't say this to breathe fear in the room. I I like it. It's an excitement. I think it's an invitation for all of us as leaders and owners and entrepreneurs to stay on our toes to invest in our people and take this very very seriously. Honestly, once and for all, that the employee is no longer a transaction; it's a relationship. It's always been a relationship yeah. to the employees, but so. Base salary raises typically for existing employees once a year, very clear on what it is. And again, it's anchoring to their quarterly employee growth plan. And I asked this along the way, like in an ideal world, where do you, where do you want to be this time mm -hmm. next year? Where would you, what would you like to see and why? Like, why I got to pay for my kids' college? I have my daughters, you know, I finally want to buy that vacation home. I finally, you're, you want your employees to dream. Mm -hmm. You want them to have a vision of their future self versus coming in for a paycheck. So it's not only about when they get it. It's not about what they get. It's about the why. Why? Yeah. What is it that they want? Because you want them like subconsciously, unconsciously, consciously, whatever, attach to the next future vision of themselves. 
I love it. Molly, man, this is such, such been such a great conversation. So just to recap some of the stuff that we've talked about is just having that, starting with that leaders, leading leaders mindset, right? And then we talked a little bit about how performance reviews should be more coined the term employee growth plans, right? Happen quarterly. And then how, you know, it varies in businesses, but how those raises could happen once a year and having, you know, a, a variable compensation piece there is also a key point for retention. And I can definitely see how these build on each other and how they create an environment that, you know, when you have great employees that ideally that they thrive and that they don't want to leave. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Again, I can't say it enough. You have to remember you're hiring human beings first and foremost. And if you give them time, attention and feedback, they won't leave you. I, so often I hear that I'm recruiting every single day, talking to candidates. And when I say, why are you talking to a recruiter today? They'll say, well, there's no opportunity or they'll say there's no growth. And when I peel away the layers of the onion around that, it's that they're, they're not connected to the heartbeat of the business. They are not getting consistent time. They are not getting consistent attention. And there's absolutely no feedback unless something's gone wrong. Yeah. I love it. So good. Well, thank you so much for taking time to share some of this introduction of this framework and your process with us. I wish we had, we could probably go another hour and a half talking on this topic because it's so No one would listen so to us. <laughs> I, I, I would be interested yes. in it though. I mean, it's great. I know you have written a couple of books and are working on another one coming out related to these topics. Is that right? Tell us a little yeah. more about those. Yeah. So I'm really, I, as I said earlier, I wrote a book called Entrepreneurs in Entrepreneurs World, How to Get Your Employees to Step Up and Lead. My first book uh, was number one Amazon bestseller. Gosh, I wrote that in 2008. It came out in 2009. Um, titled Don't Be a Yes Chick, How to Stop Babysitting Your Boss and Not to Lose Your Sanity and Spirit in the Process. And that book was really written as a manual for an employee, but we had to come up with a fun cover and title to actually get the employee to open it up and read because they're so Mm -hmm. accustomed to the business owners dumping all these business books on their desks, which land like, hey, read this so you can be fixed. Yeah. And so my latest book that I'm really, really passionate about is called um, Fix My Employees. And then in parentheses, it has ER, like Fix My Employer, because I Mm -hmm. hear every single day, I get phone calls, emails, texts, DMs, what have you on, hey, can you fix my boss? Or hey, can you fix my employee? And it's a book that I really am passionate about transforming the employer, employer, employee, employer relationship. And Mm -hmm. every chapter is going to have an exercise for the employee to do, for the employer or leader to do, and then one for them to do together to really, truly be able to keep superstars on your team that want to retire with you. Because in my perspective, it's just that it's a breakdown in perspective and, and they both want the same thing. They're just yeah. not speaking the same language or on the same playing field. Yeah. So good. I'm looking forward to that one coming out. I'm sure it's going to be a great, great read. So if there are people who are listening, who want to learn more about, you know, the courses that you mentioned, your system, or even working with you, what's the best way for them to learn more about that? 
Sure. Uh, easiest way is go to our website, hiringandempowering.com, and you can opt in. We drop a fresh podcast every Tuesday, a blog. We've been blogging for the past 15 years every week on Thursday. And if you get on our, our list, I really try to, as I said, provide value content that will speak into both the employer and the employee's perspective to give you both really real life tips and techniques to support you in your day-to-day world. I love it. Well, Molly, we really appreciate you joining today. One of the last questions we like to ask all of our guests that may or may not be related to the topic that we discussed today is really just what's one thing you think that our listeners should do this week to improve their HR or people functions? You know, I would say the quickest way that you could do to make a transformation in real time this week is to put a strategic retreat on your calendar for your employees. If you don't already have that and let them know in your next team meeting, stakeholders meeting, whatever you call it, that you are deeply deeply invested in keeping the team that you have right now and transforming the experience and the relationship and the framework that you've made in your practice and that they can expect to see us introducing weekly meetings that are very, very intentional and ran like a level 10 that takes everybody's perspective into consideration. Number two, that we're going to start doing quarterly strategic retreats for all of us to create a team-centric environment. And then number three, you know, just even right now, you can even come back and hijack any of the language Garrett and I shared today and say, you know, the heck with the reviews and all this stuff. I want to transform the way that we operate. And I'm we're going to start scheduling employee growth plans quarterly within this. So be on the lookout for us rolling this out for you very soon. But you have to follow up on it and actually yeah. do it for your employees to believe it. I love it. What a great tip. Well, Molly, thank you again so much for joining today. Last question for you. If there are any listeners that just want to get in contact with you, if they have follow-up questions on this topic, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Absolutely. You can send me an email directly, molly at hiring and spelled out A-N-D empowering.com. And I'd be happy to share any tools, techniques, anything that I have, hop on a complimentary call, get in a Zoom room and see what I could do to support you. Thank you so much, Molly. Hope you have a great rest of the day. You too. Thank you. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often, small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddie. Eddie is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddie.com today to request a demo.